Campus Quickies. Your weekly quick fill of Wildcats, Sun Devils, Lumberjacks, and Lopes info. Time to go around the state and talk Arizona college sports with Rock and Manooch on Fox Sports 910. Let's start with the Sun Devils. It's somewhat a roller coaster ride in, in regards to what players can play, what players can't. Last night, uh, they blew out the University of Washington. Scored a lot of points, 97 to be exact, and that was quite a bit. Doug Haller now joins us from The Athletic. Doug, thanks as, as always for joining us for Campus Quickies. And uh, that's the kind of game you wish you could see more of, but with more with more participants on the Sun Devil side, don't you? I mean, it just point. I'm calling. You, I was telling Crespin here, point guard you when you got uh, you know four guards out there playing at one time. <laughs> yeah, that is the true definition of point guard you. Um, yeah, it it was it, it was nice to see them finally put together where it didn't come down to the final minute, and you know they had some breathing room. Uh, and they can flex a little bit. Uh, as far as the personnel goes, it's you know it's a game by game thing. I mean, we knew that Josh Christopher with his back and Marcus Bagley with his ankle were questionable, and then you know a few hours before the game, we find out that Jalen Graham, their only true you know uh, big man, uh, at least their starting big man, uh, has uh, you know a stomach issue and he's not going to be able to play. So you know Bobby Hurley, just <laughs> I can't imagine how he feels how he's dealing with this privately because it's just one thing after another. Yeah, and the Jalen Graham definitely not COVID-related, as you mentioned. It was just another illness. You know, this, There are other illnesses still going around. Um, but you know, what <laughs> Tayshawn Cherry, when, what might you see? Because, again, size obviously initial for the Devils, and it's not like Tayshawn is a bit true big, but he does give them a little bit more size. What's the latest on when Tayshawn Cherry might be able to return? Well, it's, you know, this has been going on for a while now, and when he left, he left the team... Uh, personal issues uh you know and at that time i did not expect him back this season and then you know bobby was asked uh, this maybe a week ago what his status was and he said that you know he had to because he had not been in the team he had to go through covid protocol but they were working him back now i don't see i mean we got what less than two weeks left to go in the regular season i think it'd be really difficult for him to be integrated back into what they're doing and helping out in any way i think if he does come back and if he is still in that process, my best guess, based on what I've heard, would be it'd be just you know getting him ready for next season. I think it'd be really hard to get him ready to to go out there and play anytime soon. Doug, I think one of the things that's uh, not talked about enough is that Bobby Hurley, the coaching job he's done this year with so many moving parts, with lack of players, with some players. How would you rate? I mean, how a lot of the the folks throughout the conference as far as Bobby Hurley in reference to the job he's done. That is an interesting question. Uh, you know, I do. You, you do have to remember that even when they did have most of their key guys out there, they still really didn't play well together. Uh, and sometimes they played their best basketball with some guys who, you know, some of their key guys out. Um, it's just been a roster that hasn't fit well together, and it hasn't been constructed well with, you know, the overload of guards and not a lot of post players. However, um, given all the adversity they've had to face. I know every team's had to had to share, but Arizona State has had it seems more than most. Um, you know, I, I would say that he has done a good job of uh, <laughs> of keeping his sanity, and you know, just go, I mean, his kids are battling, and I think that's probably the best way to, to judge Bobby this year is just the kids are still playing for him, and I, I don't think there's any question about that. They are still. Uh, playing and, and trying to win under some very di- difficult situations. As always, Doug, appreciate it, buddy. Keep up the good work. 
Doug Haller, you can follow him on Twitter at Doug Haller. Let's go down to Tucson as Arizona's men's basketball program. They upset number 17 USC last weekend. Sean Miller got his 300th game with Arizona. And uh, radio color analyst Ryan Hansen now joins us here on Fox Sports 910. Ryan, thanks as always. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, you get a big win like that. You got two more games on the season. Uh, no Pac-12 tournament, uh, but... Uh, sounds like this team has has been uh, pretty close in the sense of uh, playing well together, chemistry's there, and if they had a little bit more time, who knows what they could have done in a tournament. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Arizona has not had a, the consistency that they've been looking for. They haven't really played great back-to-back games since they beat Arizona State. If you look back on the season, it's Bad loss at Utah, good effort against Colorado. Beat Oregon State, lose to Oregon. Play terrible against UCLA, come back and beat USC, quite possibly their most significant win in, what, a couple of years maybe even. So the Wildcats do have three games left on their schedule. Washington schools this weekend. Oregon did get rescheduled for next Monday. So Arizona will be playing Oregon in Eugene if that still holds. So that could be their tournament, right, to play against uh, an a tournament level team and put their their talents on display and maybe end the season on a high and i would say this ryan what is the mantra to finish the season strong and to keep the recruiting vibes and recruiting fibers out there just to show that hey look this is a program as rocket mentioned that not going to the pac-12 tournament that is not can keep everything intact and, and keep that momentum forward and, and recapture some of those top recruits But there's no doubt that uh, this has a little bit of a halo effect similar to a college football team going into a bowl game. If you win the bowl game, what does that really do for you unless it's in the college football playoffs? Not really much, but yet it's your reputations on the line, your program standing. And there's no doubt, guys, that Arizona has slipped a bit. Gonzaga has taken the reins. Even Oregon and UCLA basketball have stepped up. And Arizona has not had an NCAA tournament win since 2017 so these games do matter to keep your relevance from a recruiting standpoint from a fan base standpoint it's important to test their character as 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 a program hey ryan as always man thank you uh hopefully the last two games will uh be positive as you mentioned and then we'll have an interesting time talking off season with you so thanks so much for the time as always you bet it, guys. Take care. That's Ryan Hansen, University of Arizona radio color analyst for our campus quickies. Now, how about GCU? They missed eight of their last nine field goal attempts, four of its last nine free throw attempts, and they saw their nine-game winning streak uh, fall to California Baptist on Saturday night at GCU Arena, but still 13-4, 7-1 in the whack, in control. That had to be a tough one when you beat the team the night before, Colonel, and then uh, you come back and uh, you lose one like that. Uh, hopefully that's not going to affect the last uh, few games, four games that you have. Yeah, no, it was tough to watch. I mean, it's tough to win a game when you don't score a uh, field goal in the last four, four and a half minutes. Um, you know, they just got outplayed down the stretch. I think the game was very similar to the night before, and with about four and a half minutes to go, GCU really took advantage of California Baptist as far as aggression and, uh, you know, going to the bucket and playing physical. And it was just a flip of that the following night. So, you know, good talking points for the coach because, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Still a great record. Still in the driver's seat in the whack for that number one seed. You just got to take care of business at Seattle and then against Utah Valley to wrap things up. Could you say it was uh, a tired legs back-to-back games like that? Because you got Seattle this weekend back-to-back games as well. Was it they just ran out of gas or just weren't used to it? 
You know, it's interesting. That's a good question. I don't, I don't think anybody knows for sure. I mean, that was their second game after a, you know, a 19-20 day right. layoff. They didn't look tired to me. They just looked like they missed a lot of open shots. Honestly, it almost kind of looked like, hey, we did this last night, you know, and with about four minutes to go, we'll kind of run away from these guys. And California Baptist just played a great final four minutes down the stretch. So I don't, I don't know that it was that. They, they were missing a few guys. You know, they normally play about nine, ten deep, and Jaden Stone's still out, and Sean Miller Moore was out for extended time um, with an illness. So, yeah, that might have been part of it, but, uh, you know, they haven't really shown that fatigue in back-to-backs, uh, you know, until that night. He is the voice of GCU in the Lopes, Michael Potter. Michael, thank you, buddy. Good luck uh, at Seattle. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care. Coming up now, Mitch Stroman, the voice of NAU. Football season yeah, is here. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Year two under Chris Paul. How you doing there, Mitch? Oh, my God, I can't wait for football. <laughs> You've been waiting a long time. Yeah, you know, like uh, since November of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's the uh, who's the starting quarterback? Because uh, my uh, my partner here, Manuch, uh, he trains a lot of them, and I like to give him props. Uh, so I'm assuming his guy's starting, right? Well, I'm afraid not. We got the uh, the Oklahoma State transfer, DeAndre Woodkey. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's uh, he's earned the job. I talked to offensive coordinator Evan Brad earlier this week about it, and he said the guy has has made incredible progress since 2019. He only played uh, a couple of downs really in in that season, you guys, and then was hurt. He's uh, obviously had a lot of time to recover. He's changed his mechanics a little bit to shorten up the the backswing on the on the throw, and he will be taking snaps. It will be the first time in five years someone other than Case Cookus takes a snap in the season. What are some of the things we're gonna have Coach Coach Ball on uh, Friday at one thirty? We're gonna do more detail, but what are, what's kind of the mantra uh, to handle these six games before they head into regular football season in the fall? You know what? If, if they're looking, if the question is a little bit flawed because they're looking at this as the regular football season, even though it's a, it's a skinny schedule in a skinny Big Sky conference. Five of the thirteen teams of the Big Sky have opted out of the spring football, but despite those things, you could still make a, a championship run in the Big Sky. You can still qualify for the FCS championship playoffs in April. And this team has adopted the philosophy of, yeah, we're not starting till February. It's been a long time. But this is regular NAU Big Sky Conference football. And, and they're ready to play for a championship and, and try to get into the national playoffs in April. Enjoy the football season, Mitch. We'll talk to you next week after game one. Oh, my God, I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun. Basketball tonight, Friday, then football, all against Southern Utah. You know, I love living on the mountain. Go, Jack! That's Mitch Stroman, (laughs) play-by-play voice of the Jacks. You can follow him on Twitter at Mitch Stroman. Coming up.